If you haven't yet developed a content marketing strategy to reach your clients, both on and offline, today's episode of Reality is for you. As content strategist for the Allen Tate Companies, Ashley Bryan joins us today to give a brief overview of this highly effective marketing strategy, plus tips on how you can get started using this tactic in your marketing efforts. This is the Reality Podcast, and I'm your host, Gary Scott. With more than 35 years of experience in the real estate industry, working in 10 major markets from New Jersey to South Carolina, and now as the president of the largest real estate company in the Carolinas, Allen Tate Realtors, I know what it takes to be successful in this business. This is real life, in real time, sharing real experiences of industry professionals to help both new and seasoned agents achieve their goals and realize their maximum potential. Allen Tate Realtors is a proud partner of Howard Hanna Real Estate Services, the largest independent family-owned real estate company in the country. With more than 13,000 sales associates and staff members across the combined companies, you'll have the opportunity to hear from the absolute best in the business. Join me each episode as we unpack the reality behind what it takes to make it in this great business. Welcome to Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Scott. Today, we have content strategist Ashley Bryant with us. Ashley's been writing, copywriting, and working in the marketing field for the last 12 to 15 years. A graduate of University of Tennessee, a volunteer from Kingsport, Tennessee. We're excited to have her today. Uh, Our topic today is about content, not just in social media, but on and offline. So, uh, Ashley, welcome to Reality Podcast. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. We've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Just a a little background. Ashley is really the the genius behind Reality Reality Podcast. Uh, She has put this together and she uh, coordinates and helps make sure that uh, our guests are primed and ready and prepared, which which they are. So uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've said, you know, Ashley, we got to get you on the podcast to talk about content, uh, such an important part of uh, marketing and branding in 2023 and beyond. So let's start with uh, question number one. What is content marketing? Okay. <clears throat> so I've got kind of a fancy definition of content marketing because I know a lot of people aren't aware of this term, and then I'll kind of give you my philosophy. So here's a fancy definition. Content marketing is a strategic marketing approach focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, and consistent content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience, and ultimately to drive profitable customer action. So my philosophy and kind of, you know, what I use to drive our content strategy is Content marketing is figuring out your customers' pain points, their problems, and providing um, helpful content to solve those problems. So this, again, you and I spoke a little earlier, you know, this is a little out of my area of expertise. Uh, So how do we determine that? I mean, I'm thinking about your... uh, your description just then. So Gary Scott is here. Agent is here. 
you know, whatever my, my role in the company is. And my goal in content uh, marketing is to determine what the pain points, pinch points are of my customer base. So how do I do that? If you've been doing this for a while, you know, pull on your past experiences. What are those questions you get asked over and over again? What are the mistakes you see people make over and over again? Um, you can also go on Instagram or social media and, and poll your audience. Hey, um, what are the biggest stressors you have in terms of buying a home or in terms of selling a home or, or owning a home? Um, so, so pull from those past experiences and then just crowdsource. Ask people, what, what do you need help with? So do you find, Ashley, in addition to those strategies to determine you know, what those uh, pain or pinch points might be, areas of, uh, of, of high interest in the buying and selling process, you know, I think often about the marketplace today and this uh, ultimate question, you know, should I buy? Interest rates a little higher than they've been. You know, should I sell? I may not have a place to go. So how about uh, taking advantage of content marketing to answer these fundamental questions that a lot of buyers and sellers have today? Uh, I would imagine that's also a strategy in addition to just the, I'll call it the overarching Q&A that people may have. Right. I call that. So when I'm thinking about developing a content calendar and I'll kind of give these tips later, but, um, you know, at least a third of your content calendar should be filled with current what's happening right now. You know, people want to know what what's going on with the market. Um, You know, so you need to fill your content calendar with helpful tips for people buying or selling right now. So if you can be that expert, if you can guide them kind of through this unfamiliar process with what's happening with the market that's so unprecedented and kind of break things down like, hey, these are your options. You've got option one, two, or three. It's not as bad as what you're reading in the headline. You know, here are the processes or the advice that I give to my clients. Um, I think you're really going to win, especially in this market. So you use the term twice, content calendar. And I know yes. we've had uh, our, our good friend and RVP from the Triad Triangle and High Country, Tony Jarrett, you know, he uh, he's a very uh, passionate social media uh, guy. You know, he's out there. And he talked a, at length on his podcast about the importance of having a, a strategy uh, in terms of what, when, where, uh, you know, to uh, to share. And so uh, when you talk about content calendar, Ashley, is there a model that says, hey, two times, three times, four times, what could and should a content calendar look like? I don't think there's a model um, that you need to follow. You just need to figure out what's attainable for you. Um, Unfortunately, the algorithms like consistency. So you cannot post on Monday and then think about, oh, I better on Friday, let me post something again and then not get into it until next Tuesday whatever it is, whatever the cadence is, you need to be consistent. So if that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if that's Monday through Friday, um, figure out what is attainable and realistic for you and develop a content calendar, um, which really should be one of the first things you do, because if you're not working off of that content calendar, it's going to seem like a, lo- a lot of work to kind of produce and execute the content each day or you know three times a week, whatever you're going to do. So if you've got that content calendar and I suggest planning it out, you know, a month in advance or a few weeks in advance, I wouldn't plan it out much farther than that. Um, 
just because things change so quickly. There's there's topical events that you might want to include or or provide content for. So I would suggest trying to plan it out at least a month in advance so you don't feel like you're just staring at a blank screen, you know, five days a week, wasting an hour trying to produce something. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, Ashley talked about consistency. And two weeks ago, we had Jared James with us uh, at the Realtor Summit. And he had a wristband on, and then he had a topic called Consistency is Undefeated. And he was just talking about how important consistency is in everything we do. And then this morning, Ashley, I was reading and it said, consistency is currency. And uh, which really resonated with me and everything that we do, particularly as our agent population is out there trying to, uh, you know, uh, get refocused on the relationship piece of our business because we've been living in this transactional space as a result of the real estate market in COVID-19. So, uh, let's uh, shift gears a little bit. How does content marketing work for the Allen Tate brand specifically? So um, I'll just kind of back up a little bit and give you the goal, because I think anytime you you set out to do content marketing, you kind of need to clearly define your goal first. So for us, just to give you some background, our goal is twofold. One, obviously, we want to increase the knowledge and respect of the Allen Tate brand in our footprint. And then two, most importantly, the whole reason that we put out all of this content is to the benefit of our agents. We want our agents to have tons of content to pull from um, so that they don't feel like they're having to recreate the wheel or they're having to start from scratch. So those are the the goals that we use, um, you know, in terms of content marketing. Um, but all of our content starts on our blog and then we do a lot of repurposing Again, once you figure out what works with your audience, it's a lot of rinse and repeat. You do not need to be coming up with new things all the time. Um, so we repurpose that and we repurpose that both on and offline. So talk a little bit about uh, the repurpose offline. I think the online piece uh, we, we kind of understand. So just share a little bit with the audience about uh, that balance between online and offline. Um, okay. Well, Social, social media is, you know, unfortunately you cannot segment your audience on social media, which it would be so great for marketers if you could. Um, but offline and some online, like free email, for example, you can segment your audience. So anytime that you can segment your audience, like email, direct mail, um, <clears throat> things, cold calling, things of that nature, you should, and you should speak directly to that audience when you, when you have the ability to segment your audience. So that's where I think, Offline content is super valuable mixed in with your social media strategy because you have that ability to speak directly to those those uh, customers. I think we have to be careful in the real estate business in 2023 that it's not this or this, this and this. You know, I always say it's the ampersand. I think we have to understand that we've got, you know, multiple generations out there that we're trying to connect with. And even within those generations, you know, people have different, uh, you know, preferences as to how they want to be, uh, how they want to receive information. And I think so often we go through this, uh, you know, the law of the pendulum. We go from this strategy and we go right through the sweet spot to this new strategy, which might be offline to online, when in fact we want to keep in that sweet spot to make sure that we're delivering the consistent content in both, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, platforms because that can end consumer is got to grasp it multiple, uh, multiple ways. 
So uh, let's talk about the type of content. Uh, you know, when you think about you, you, one of the things I know is you and we and everyone that's listening, you know, should analyze the performance to the best of their ability through analytics and things like that. So what types of content performs best for Allen Tate Company? So, um, you know, we kind of stumbled upon this. <clears throat> I've been writing in some form or fashion for the Allen Tate blog gosh, for at least six years. And at some point I kind of said, you know what? I feel like we have covered all that there is to cover on buying and selling. I mean, of course that's not true. We're still covering uh, new buying and selling topics, but um, as a new homeowner myself, uh, several years back, I thought, you know, let me start covering some of the stuff that I'm interested in. Um, So we started on things like, um, homeowner maintenance tips, um, for new homeowners in the spring or, you know, five things to do the first two weeks you move into your new house. Um, and we put those out and they did surprisingly really, really well. Um, so then I just kind of started doing more and more homeownership content. We do a whole lot of, um, you know, bathroom trends for 2023 or, um, you know, anytime, anytime we cover uh, projects that do really well when you, when it's time to sell, those do really well. So um, that homeownership content, anytime I put a piece out about that, it does really well. Beyond that uh, content that is timely, um, but still evergreen, like um, every spring we put out a piece of content on um, how to buy a house in the spring. But of course, this spring market is unlike any market that we've ever had. So Updating that for the current market, uh, putting that out, that does well. Anytime you can do a piece of content on mistakes to avoid or where you separate fact from fiction, that does really well. I mean, you could do an entire series on um, mistakes to avoid during the home buying process or during the home selling process, and that would do really well. People just, this is, you know, regardless of industry you're in, any industry that you're in, the, the process of things is is difficult to people that have never gone through that process. So when you can position yourself as the expert and say, hey, this is what not to do, here's what to do, um, you can take boring content like the home inspection. And like, for example, we just put out a piece, um, like it was like five mistakes home buyers make during the home inspection. And that did so well. And you would think a, a blog on home inspections is you know, not super fun to read, but putting that spin on it and kind of rethinking about it, thinking about it a little bit differently, uh, really does well. So I'm going to give a little plug for a future podcast. Uh, we're going to interview uh, Robbie Brady on the seven mistakes not to make when starting a team. And I think what's interesting, you know, you talk about, you know, it's not about do this, do this, do this, but don't do these three things. Don't do these five things. And those things kind of resonate, you know, because most people that are reading it, particularly Ashley, if they bought or sold in the past, they can say, geez, that's a mistake I did make. I remember, you know, when I bought my first house, that is something that that I did. So I think it's it's interesting when we talk about, you know, the, the five things, uh, the five remodeling, uh, you know, the highest return on your remodeling. That's a, that's a do. But here are here are the three thing here are the three mistakes we make when we list our home in a certain season or something like that. Uh, so uh, I think when you and I were chatting earlier, you said you were going to share, you know, just some fundamental, you know, kind of tips for all of our listeners, regardless of where they 
where they sit in the content marketing arena. You know, we might have people that are listening who are locked and loaded and looking for a nugget. We may have people who are thinking about doing it and are not quite sure where to start. And uh, I think you've got some tips for all of our listeners as it relates to content market. Right. So, okay. Um, it's a bit of an exercise to, to do this. Well, you kind of need to walk yourself through an exercise. And, and the first step of this exercise is to figure out who you're speaking to. And you can be as, as narrow or as broad as you want. I will say in general, the more niche you are, the better you, you do. But you might start out broad, put out a lot of content, see what does well, and then kind of um, narrow yourself down. But um, I'll just kind of walk you through what we did. You know, obviously for us, we knew that we were speaking with buyers and sellers. But a few years ago, I really kind of wanted to really retool our strategy. And so we developed these specific personas that we speak to. And we used, um, you know, what we know that works well based on just doing content for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, and then we also used every year NAR puts out a profile of home buyers and sellers. And if you're a NAR member, I think the, the whole the full report is just like $20. But it is like 200 pages jam packed of information and more data than you could you know, you could ever have time to analyze. So we used that to develop these specific personas. Like for example, we have a persona called Faye and she's our first time home buyer. And so based on the data, we know that she is most likely 33. She's a renter. Um, we were able to figure out, you know, the data shows us her pain points. She had trouble figuring out the mortgage process. She had trouble um, figuring out the home, the whole process of buying a home, um, saving for the down payment, getting a mortgage. So based on those data points, um, and then, like I said earlier, you know, pull from your past experience, you, you know who you're talking to, but, but the first, um, point would be figure out your audience and then provide helpful content to them. Um, the next tip I would have would be Okay, you've got to figure out their pain points. So, uh, you know, I just told you how we got to our pain points, but you've got to figure out your audience's pain points and then gear your content to that. I think it's also helpful to kind of reframe the conversation instead of just thinking about selling yourself all the time on social, let your content sell yourself, let your expertise sell yourself. So, Quit talking about your accolades. I mean, I think it's great to talk about your accolades, but you will be amazed when you shift that conversation and just focus on being the go-to expert in real estate uh, and maybe your local area, how quickly people trust you and how quickly people are willing to use you and re refer you to um, their friends. Another tip that I have is to think outside the box. Like, you know, I mentioned that we felt like we had done a ton of buying and selling content, and then we kind of started experimenting with homeownership content. The only way that you're going to, you know, figure out what does well is to kind of get out of the box a little bit. So we had to get out of the box. We had to pivot. We had to kind of, you know, we had this bias that we just need to be putting out buying and selling content. So we had to kind of let that go once we realized that the other type of content was doing well. Another tip I have for you, and you should not be doing any um, content marketing whatsoever without getting into your analytics. Don't 
don't do something and have no idea how it does. You need to be looking at your analytics weekly, monthly, comparing, you know, months to months and years to years and quarters to quarters, but get into your analytics a lot and see what does well. And once you figure out what does well, then like I said, it's just a lot of rinsing and repeating. You do not need to be recreating the wheel. If you follow, um, you know, any influencer that is kind of uh, an expert in the space, if you follow them for a long time, you will notice that, oh, okay, I've seen this before. They're maybe just retooling it or reintroducing, but I have seen this before. You know, they're not recreating the wheel every single day. With that, you want to develop a content calendar, like I kind of hinted. So this is kind of the strategy that I give to people just starting out in terms of filling out your content calendar. So fill a third of it with evergreen content. And this is the content that's the same today, tomorrow, you know, five years ago. So this would be like the steps to buying a home, the steps to selling a home. Um, Obviously, as the market shifts and changes, you're probably going to want to update maybe a small paragraph or two. But a third of it should be evergreen content. And you don't want to feel like you cannot do this evergreen content over and over and over again. We hear that a lot like, oh, well, I covered the, the steps of buying a home or getting a mortgage six, eight months ago. I feel like I can't do that for another year. That's absolutely not true. You know, you've got people every day that wake up and say, hey, I think I want to sell my house today or I want to buy a house. So, so don't overlook that. Um, then you want to fill a third of it with current what's happening currently, like current market updates, current tips for buyers and sellers, regardless of the season, that kind of thing. And then a third of it is to get creative. Um, Outsource it. If you feel like you want a presence on social media, but you don't have time, you need to outsource it. So, and I'll do a plug for our marketing concierge team. We have a wonderful team that does all of this for um, our agents. So if you if you want to get in touch with them because you want to have a presence, but you don't know how to get started or you need some help, I, I would strongly suggest that. Another tip I have for you, and this is, I think this is the last tip. Yes. Video. Video is so important. I know it's overwhelming. Um, if you can do nothing else, do video. Pull out the camera show cool spaces in the home, talk about, you know, the home, just get yourself in front of the camera and do a, Hey, three mistakes to avoid when purchasing your first home. That does so well. Um, you can see pretty much every social media platform is pushing video content. The algorithm is rewarding video content. So to really make a lot of headway and traction, you've got to do video. Well, we've got a lot of tips. You know, it's interesting. I, as uh, as our listener knows, as our guests uh, share their thoughts, I, I write things down. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I think about the reality podcast, which we've now had for about 14 months. And about a third of it's evergreen. About a third of it is current. And about a third of it is uh, intended to be creative. And so, you know, I think it's that. Uh, but it's also consistent. You know, it's every week. And one of the things we've added is a shorter version you know, that, uh, you know, just again, for that person in the car who just wants to get a lift. And we've also had mortgage on a couple of times, right? It's not about, you know, whatever mortgage said three months ago is going to be different today. And we're probably, we probably should have mortgage on again uh, in the next 30 days, only because that is such a topic that people are interested in. And it does change 
each and every day. Uh, I think the other thing that is critical, uh, you know, is this concept of analytics. Uh, you know, establish your goal, your content calendar, and then analytics. You know, I like to bucket things into three to, for our listener to take away. And, you know, at the end of the day, the other thing I'll recommend to people is, uh, you know, the enemy of good is perfect. And so, you know, don't get ready to get ready to plan the plan to get ready. You know, you said it earlier in the interview. I said, you know, what's the perfect uh, calendar, uh, you know, content calendar? And you said there is not a model. You know, but whatever it is, I'm going to go every Tuesday. Start there. I'm going to go Monday, Thursday. Start there. You know, if you say to yourself, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe that's biting off a little more than you can chew. And as you said, you know, from our company's perspective, you know, we're providing content on a weekly basis. Uh, I love your term rinse and repeat. And I think that the consistency is such an important part. Because if I get used to seeing something on a Monday, Monday, and I don't see it on a Monday, and uh, I know that all of our uh, listeners out there are connecting with people on social media, and I'm sure as they listened, Ashley, to the things you said, it resonated, and they said, geez, this particular person shows up, and they show up in this form and fashion, and they clearly have a consistent content calendar. Uh, We're about to wrap up. Uh, If you can give one final piece of advice you gave amazing nuggets for people to take with them. Again, I'm going to encourage people, if you're driving and listening, this is probably one you want to sit down, uh, plug it in and listen to it while you got a notepad in front of you and take some of these with you. Uh, I do love the NAR buyer seller profile. Uh, I think that data is incredibly uh, significant uh, with the number one thing that I would say is 90% of buyers and sellers today are using us, uh, you know, even with the access to information and uh, people being able to get values and, and all kinds of data on uh, their home in real time. Uh, the consuming public needs you and I more today than they've ever needed us. Uh, give our listener one final thought. I would just kind of echo what you said, you know, start somewhere and don't feel like you need to master everything. You know, don't feel like you need to be on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok five days a week. Just start somewhere, start where you are most comfortable and just kind of ease into it. And you will naturally kind of, if you feel like you then also need to be on a different platform, it should naturally kind of occur. If it's um, if it's a lot of work, you won't want to do it. So start somewhere. It's like anything else uh, for our real estate listener. Have a system, have a process, and make sure that it is uh, almost plug and play, re- repeat and rinse, because we get caught up in a busy spring market, we get caught up in the transaction and we put systems and processes in place, uh, whether it be my uh, my CRM or my social media, the more things I can have happen without me thinking about it too much, uh, that's going to provide that consistency, which over the course of time is going to prove beneficial. So uh, a big shout out and a big thanks to Ashley Bryan for joining us today. We appreciate you being on Reality Podcast and I personally appreciate you for Uh, making sure that it runs as smooth as it runs. So thank you for all you do. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. 